Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit johnmorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. The John Morris Show. You guys heard about this game jam thing? I, I, this is uh, sort of new to me. I never heard about this before, but apparently that's something that's going on this weekend. So this, the whole idea is it's getting a bunch of game developers together over the course of a weekend uh, in order to create a bunch of games. And so it's sort of this challenge thing. So the, like, the official reading on it is it tasks teams of people designing a video game within a 48-hour uh, period. And so what they do is they meet for a keynote, uh, I believe it's Saturday, and then they get, uh, they the, in the keynote, they get a secret theme, and then over the course of the next 48 hours, they have to create a game. And in 2018, they were, and it's going on all over the world at all these different sites. So they, 2018, they had uh, 803 events in 108 countries, and they created a total of 8,606 games in one weekend, so that's pretty crazy. Anyway, if you're a if you're a game developer listening to this, you might want to look up Game Jam. I think it's GameJam.com. Let me just double check here. GlobalGameJam.org. So if you're a game developer, be sure to check that out. But today's episode, I wanted to get into talking about focus, which. Well, that's sort of related to this this whole game jam thing. Obviously, that's that's an event where a bunch of people are going to be getting together, and it's going to take some extreme focus. But it's co- sort of natural focus that happens in an event like that—a hackathon or a a challenge like that or whatever—because uh, all the excitement and, uh, and so forth. But I got this question from Tim from my email newsletter. I co- sort of solicited questions: What were people dealing with? What were people struggling with? Which, by the way, if you're not on my mailing list, you can go to johnmorrisonline.com. Right there at the top, you'll see a bunch of different uh, classes that you can sign up to get free access to, whether it's PHP, uh, freelancing, Upwork, etc. You can uh, see all that there, but that'll put you on my mailing list. Uh, and these are the sorts of things that we do and we talk about on that mailing list. But I'd ask for some questions. What's the sort of the biggest thing you're struggling with right now? And this question from Tim was staying focused and effective in business under extreme external pressure. And so I'd kind of followed up and said, you know, what he meant by extreme external pressure. Pressure Could he give me some sort of an example? And so his example was, he said, an ex-wife who burned everything down, ruined my closest business and personal relationships and put me into complete financial ruin with intent. So deep, deep financial and personal stress has left me flailing, and I'm a month and a half into my first real opportunity for recovery. I feel a lack of clarity as to the best course of action to push push my head above water for good, to focus on the work which I am which I am good at instead of the stay alive struggle. 
Now, this is sort of an interesting uh, question for me because I can relate to this in a very specific way. It goes all the way back to when I was in college, but my dream growing up uh, in, in, in high school was to play football. And specifically, I grew up in, in the state of Nebraska. I wanted to play for the hometown team. I wanted to play for the University of Nebraska. And I had gone my freshman year to a smaller school in that area, and I decided to transfer and attempt to walk on at the university. And so I had spent the first semester just training, running, lifting, doing all the things I needed to get uh, ready. And then it was right at the beginning of the second semester when they had the the open tryouts. And so I went to the open tryouts, uh, and there's thousands of people that show up. I think that year they said there was between two and 3,000 people that showed up to these open tryouts. And that year they took 10 people from those open tryouts as sort of into this initial sort of walk-on uh, period. And I I was one of those 10 people. So I had kind of made that first step, but there was now another kind of cut before you got to be kind of on the team uh, and be a part, go through the spring program and all that sort of thing. And so here I was, right, in the in the right on the doorstep of this dream that I had had since I was a little kid to be able to play for this team and make this team and do this this sort of thing. And I was at the same time dealing with a lot of external pressure. I was, you know, I uh, had moved in with my girlfriend at the time. There was a lot of financial stress, the stress of just do, doing all the things I had to do uh, for, for the walk-on program and all the working out and the practices and so forth. Uh, I remember I would get up at like 4 a.m. to be able to get in by 5 a.m. to go the walk-ins, walk-ons had to go in early uh, to lift weights. And then I would lift weights till about 7. I would go eat. I had class at 8. I'd be in class all day. Then I would have afterwards we'd have our winter conditioning and then we would have 7-on-7 drills and I'd be at that till about 6 o'clock at night. And then I'd have to go from that straight to work and work till about 10 o'clock at night. Because, you know, I was, my family was not wealthy. I had to pay my way through college. So there was a lot of, of things going on around this whole thing. And I, unfortunately, at that time had not learned yet how to focus in that uh, circumstance. And I ended up becoming really disillusioned and uh, ended up not putting in a full faith effort to what was ultimately my, my big dream at the time and ended up not making that second cut. And so I can sort of relate to this idea of, you know, I've, I've gone through this thing. I'm sort of on the precipice of putting it all back together. And if I should be focused, right, I should be able to, 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 to push through this, to muster the energy uh, and be clear about what I need to do. But I'm really, fe- I'm not feeling it. I'm feeling a lack of clarity as, as, uh, in terms of what to do. So I can really relate to this. And so I do have some ideas uh, about this and some things that you can do, specifically three things uh, that you can do. But before I do that, I want to sort of talk about what it is not. And I think the big mistake that people make is they think that focus is about discipline. And I don't think uh, focus is about discipline at all. And if you just take some time and you think about the moments when you've been really focused in your life, when you've just had that laser focus, you were really dialed in, and you were just cramming through things, getting things done. 
Did it really require a lot of discipline? Did you have to force yourself to do it? In a lot of ways, simply having to force yourself to do something is what creates a lack of focus. And so to me, it's not really about discipline. It's about a number of other things. And a good example I think of is you know, my kids when they play Fortnite. Sure, it's a game, but it's a competitive game, right? And it's it requires a lot of focus uh, and effort and energy, and they get frustrated with it. And, you know, it's it's not just them sitting there. It's not leisure to them. They're competitive kids. And so when I watch them play, I mean, there are times when they're playing this game, they're so focused, I could literally stand right next to them and scream in their ear, and they wouldn't hear me. They're that focused. Now, you know, a six-year-old and an 11-year-old don't necessarily have a lot of discipline in terms of forcing themselves to do something that they don't want to do. Most kids generally are, are, they really only do things that they want to do and don't have that sort of discipline, yet they can be laser focused. And it's because they're doing something that they really want to do. And that's, that's the first thing, the key ingredient that I want to point out when it comes to focus is that you have to love what you're doing. If you don't love what you're doing, focus will always be hard. You'll always be thinking about the thing that you do love doing. That will always be drawing your attention away or you'll be thinking about all the other things that you could be doing. And a lot of people, a lot of people fool themselves. I see a lot of people I get questions from especially young kids in web development, but even older people, but uh oftentimes it's from young kids they'll they'll assume that they're supposed to like web development. They're supposed to love it. It's this great job. They've been told how amazing it is and all of this stuff. And they're supposed to love it. But the entire time they're doing it, they'll say, well, I find myself wanting to to play video games or I find myself wanting to watch movies. I can't find the focus. And what I always tell them is that that's a sign that maybe this isn't what you really love to do. And it doesn't matter how much someone else tells you you should love something. If you don't love it, you don't love it. And so, again, just just trying to force yourself into loving something that you don't really love, you don't really enjoy, it's not in the DNA of who you are, it's never going to work. And focus is always going to be a problem. So you have to start off with, with doing something that you love. As cliche as that may sound, a lot of times things are cliche because there's truth to them. So you really have to start with something you love to do and you need to take the time and think about it. Stop. Don't just assume. Don't just say, well, I should or I'm supposed to or I have to. That's always going to be hard. It's better for you to make a change now, no matter what age you are, than it is for you to continue to try and force yourself to do something you don't love and get nowhere. So do the soul searching. So you have to love what you do. The second thing is, like I said, I don't, I don't think focus is about willpower or discipline. It's about motion. And if you think about any of the times where you've got really, really focused, what happened is you started off doing something. And often the phrase that people use is they sort of work up a lather, right? They kind of just, they kind of get emotionally invested. They kind of get a little sweaty and a little, it, they get going, they get rolling, they get momentum started. And once you get momentum started, then it just sort of naturally goes from there. And so what your focus has to be on 
is, again, not willpower, not trying to force yourself or make yourself, but A, doing something you love, and then B, getting the ball rolling. Because once the ball gets rolling, if you really love doing it, it's going to continue to roll. And you'll take the next step and the next step. And you'll just, before you know it, you'll be sprinting, accomplishing all this stuff. Uh, and you're not really thinking about it. You're not really have, having to focus or, or try to focus and be disciplined and so forth. So it's really about motion. And when you understand that, you understand the two sort of key things when it comes to motion and focus, which is A, okay, how do I get the ball rolling? And the trick I always use is with myself is, well, let me just do this one thing, right? And I know once I do that one thing, there's a really good chance I'm going to do see what the second thing could be, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that. So just just do one thing, and that that's how you can often get started. And then once you've got going, then realizing that you have to sort of orient your life and the people that are around you, family, friends, whatever, and, and your life as a whole around your ability to focus and stay focused and keep focused and keep rolling for hours and hours and hours and like not do things, right? So if you're having to get up to, to you know, work a, a nine to five job and, you know, you start, you work up a lather and get rolling at 11 o'clock at night and now you want to pull an all-nighter, that becomes sort of problematic. And so the best thing that you can do first off is to try and get away from that nine to five. It might be better for you to make a little less money at, at first or at least the same amount of money that you're working at your job now and then quit that job because now you can orient your life the way that you want. So that that's sort of one example or having conversations with a spouse or, or kids about, hey, when you get in the zone, you get in the zone and you just got to go. And so eliminating the things that could come in and, and stop your momentum and kill uh, or distract you uh, from being focused. So it, again, it becomes about keeping the momentum going once you have it and writing it out until you're either physically, mentally, emotionally, or creatively exhausted. And then allowing yourself at that point to just check out and like not have to continue to push yourself to do something. You've you've done three days of work and three hours, and now you can take the next two days off. Being okay with that, having your life oriented in a way where you can do that, uh, and, and it, it's, you know, you're not going to be missing out on something, or you're not going to get yourself fired, or whatever it is. So, trying to find ways to, to keep that momentum going. The third thing, then, is focusing on one step at a time. So you don't want to, or you don't need to try and focus on the next hundred steps. Okay. When it, it, at any given moment, you only need to focus on the one thing in front of you. And I think what a lot of people do is they start thinking about all the things that they need to do and they sort of get overwhelmed and stressed out and anxious and so forth. And so then they end up doing nothing, which now makes the situation entirely worse. Uh, and so you don't need to know what even the next step is after the one you're taking. You'll only need to know what the one you're taking now is. And once you've taken that one, the next step will become clear to you. And you'll be able to sit and have some time to think about it from a different position. It's sort of like if you're if you're climbing a mountain and 
you know, you can't see all the way up to the top of the mountain. Let's say it's a like Everest, a really tall mountain. You don't know the path up at the top, right? You have to get up there first before you can see where you got to go. But to get all the way up there, you have to get the next 10 feet. And then once you get those 10 feet, now you can see where the next 10 are and the next 10 are. And you have a general idea and a general direction of where you're trying to go. But you have to start walking before you can actually figure out exactly where you're going to need to step and exactly where you need to go. Even if you've been up this mountain before, you know, this time it's going to be a little bit different. The, the landscape will have changed a little bit. You know, the ice and the snow is different. And you're going to step here this time instead of there. The details always change. And so the only way for you to really know where you're going to have to take that 99th step is for you to take the first step and then the second and then the third. And so that's all you, you have you 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 can focus on is the step that's right in front of you. And when you do that, you become laser focused on that one thing and you don't allow the bigger picture, the grand scheme of things to sort of overwhelm you and slow you down and get you frustrated uh, and get you anxious or leave you confused. So the question is, and, and a lot of times what people sort of uh, rebut that with is, you know, I want to make sure I'm going in the right direction. I want to make sure I have all the information. I don't want to waste time, etc. But all you can ever do at any given moment, no matter how much information you collect, is make a decision based off the information you have at that given moment. So does that mean that the step that you're going to take is going to be perfect? It's going to be exactly what, what you needed to do? No, it may be completely wrong. But the only way you're going to know that is to take that step. And so you just have to look at the information that you have at any given time and, and take that very next step. And that in and of itself will provide you feedback and provide you more information than if you were to go out and try and research everything. And I'm not saying don't, don't do that. Research is certainly one of those steps. But you can't spend forever doing that and then not taking any steps right? Action is what provides clarity more than anything else. So again, just focus on that one step in front of you. That will bring you more clarity. That will help you to, 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 to figure out what to do next. Uh, and then you just keep doing that. So you just constantly keep asking yourself, what is the next best step that I can take at this moment? So I think if you combine those three things, you're, you're doing something you love, you learn how to create and keep momentum and then you focus on one step at a time that's that will be sort of the way that you're going to to really create this kind of deep laser focus that the the image that I sort of always have in my mind when I think about this stuff for myself is you know me sort of sitting at a desk typing on my computer like in the middle of a tornado Everything is swirling around me. There's houses flying and pianos flying out of the roof and cars and animals. And it's all swirling around me. But I'm in the middle in the eye of the storm. I don't notice any of it. I don't see any of it. And I'm just continuing to do what I do as everything swirls around me. And nothing's going to break my focus. Uh, and so that's, that's the mentality that I have when it comes to this sort of thing. So... Again, I think if you do those three things, it's going to allow you to create that eye in the storm sort of mentality and that kind of focus for you to be able to accomplish and do whatever it is that you want or need to do regardless of what's going on around you. 
So that's it. Take that for what it's worth. Hopefully that helps you, you know, in your career and in your life and so forth. Now, of course, if web development and, and freelancing is a part of what you're doing, then that's what I'm here to help you with. I have an entire curriculum that will help you do that that you can get access to over on Skillshare for absolutely nothing. A lot of the steps that you need to take in order to get where you want to go in your career, a lot of them can be found and learned in that. So if you want to learn more about that, just head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. It has all the details, all the links you need to get the no-cost access and so forth. Of course, if you liked the episode, I'd appreciate if you'd head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash iTunes uh, and leave me a review there. Or if you'd like a free module of my PHP uh, course, you can go to johnmorrisshow.com, click on the Get Started link at the top, and I'll show you how to leave a review and, and you know just leave an honest review. You don't have to leave any certain kind of review, just leave an honest review. But if you do that, I will give you module one of my PHP course for free. Again, all the details on that are at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click on the get started link at the top. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. The John Morris Show.